Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode number 182 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. I drink it every morning. It's my favorite coffee. I don't just say that every morning. Uh, I, I was very seriously. Sometimes afternoons, I'm brewing another pot. It's my favorite coffee. You guys should check it out. If you like coffee, I definitely think it's worth a try. Go to CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like. And when you do, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they'll give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, Couchtown. This week, I'm sitting down with Coleman McAllister. He has been on the podcast before. He started a podcast uh, a couple years ago, and he has cleared 100 episodes on it. It has uh, gone through some transformations over time. It still has some of the basic same concepts as originally did, but uh, he's just been perfecting it as he goes along. The video is awesome. I've been on the podcast before, and it's only getting better every time he has it. So it's pretty sweet. You guys should check it out. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you uh, missed the original episode with him, it might be fun to listen to him back to back to kind of see you know, where he was then and uh, where he is now. And uh, I just love sitting down talking to him. He uh, is a breath of fresh air. I just love the fact that he is has the confidence to say what he wants and uh, have some conviction behind it and not just say things willy-nilly for no reason. So uh, I really do appreciate that about him. Highly suggest checking out his podcast. And uh, yeah, check this episode out. It's episode number 182 with Coleman McAllister of McAllister Hours. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Sitting down today with Coleman McAllister. Uh, A lot of people know him from the McAllister Hours. It's a podcast that you have that has been going for quite a while now. You're on episode 104, I think now. Yeah, 104 is dropping the the night we're recording this. Actually, nice, so. nice. Yeah, man. So that's really awesome. I uh, I I was telling you before the podcast, I did some stats. I didn't want to let them loose until until you were on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> so uh, I was actually on your podcast uh, on episode 44. So uh, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that I was on your podcast. But that's how long it's been. It was 44 episodes. You usually do them weekly. You've taken a couple of breaks here and there, but usually a weekly thing. So it's been a while, like since I've been on yours, but, uh, last time you were on mine was episode 112. And, uh, that would have been episode 34 for you. If we're, if you do an episode a week. <laughs> so, so like, I just want to like, think about it this way. I, di- I don't remember. I didn't go re-listen to our episode, but, um, how did you feel on that one coming into mine? And this one coming into mind as, as far as calling yourself a podcaster and things like that, because that first few, you know, the first 20 or 30, I still felt like I was kind of a novice. <laughs> so like what you're asking, like what just like the passage of time, how that's improved, I guess. Yeah. How, how do you feel like going from episode 30 and now you're on 104? Do you feel more comfortable? Has the show transformed? Has anything like uh, that yeah. changed? Oh, 110 oh, percent. Um, I mean, I think for one, my confidence is um, growing exponentially. Um, I think there's something about when you do like a hundred episodes where you interview someone in person, um, and like have like a whole setup and everything and like put like, you know, cause I, you've been in there, I have lights, I have curtains, you know, there's a certain environment to it. And I think 
any regular Joe, if they step into that, no matter what, they are going to get nervous. And for someone who's always been like a very anxious, nervous person, um, it kind of made me realize like, hey, I'm not the only one that, you know, feels like this in a situation. I still to this day um, have anxiety before every episode, every show. Like it's just a, you know, it's a constant thing. But, uh, you know, I feel like I run with it and it's almost like a juice in a sense. Like it, it, it fuels me. And, you know, um, for people who listen to the show, we know, you know, they know that we get a little crazy and a little unorthodox sometimes. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's I think that's just kind of the brand of the show, too. I think I've steered away from because when you, you know, talking about those early episodes, I was more like focused on like getting rap artists and hip hop artists. And, you know, honestly, I was kind of more of like a let anyone on kind of thing. And now fast forward, I feel like we have some more distinguishment as like being a variety show. Um, while being edgy and, you know, um, I have like an actual process for filtering people out now, I feel like, and I'm not, you know, it's a, it's a more legitimate thing. Like I tell people, I'm trying to beat the JRE vibe. That's the, that's the goal there. So dude, I totally get that. I, I get exactly what you're saying too. Cause I've watched the clips, the clips, you seem to have picked like the funniest stuff to pull out when you, when you post clips. Um, <laughs> uh, recently I saw one, some guys were arguing about, uh, Kanye and, and it, the whole conversation, I was just like laughing cause I feel the way everyone feels and I'm not even like a huge hip hop or rap fan, but it's out there and I listen to it when it's around. So, uh, yeah. I hear it. It's hard to ignore it, you know? But yeah, mm-hmm. you you just give everyone kind of a, f- a free reign to kind of like do and say what they want, uh, you know, within reason, you know, I don't know what your editing process well. is. I'm sure, I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you've got your own editing process, but yeah, like I totally get it. So that's, that would probably be the one big difference between yours and mine is yeah. I, most episodes are okay, but I do reserve the right to just like hard edit things because i'm trying to like build like a positive community for the musicians dirt you know whatever whereas you like like you said you gear shifted into this variety show and it's fun to see who comes on every week because it's not just hip-hop artists and i feel like that is what has made your show more palatable to the general audience now that's awesome i mean that's just a thought that's that's one reason i think that my podcast has gotten to like this this plateau that like almost has not moved in in a long time it just won't get any bigger because I think I've tapped out on the people available in the market for what my podcast pertains to maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think you have a niche audience. I think that's kind of what it is. Like you, you know, you focus around people that are kind of in your area, like in your genre and like, it's great. But yeah, I mean, there is, I mean, it's like if someone did uh, like a murder mystery podcast, like they're not going to be in the level of Jerry because they have, a certain thing, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having a certain thing. I'm not saying that at all, but just for me personally, you know, I, I think Iowa, and this is going to maybe be shitty to say, but I think Iowa like lacks that edginess and lacks that, like, you know, that punch. And I'm really trying to bring that punch. Yeah. And I think podcast is like a, it's a new form. It's a great way to do it. So, yeah, I totally believe that too. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of other, cause you and I both kind of know some other people out there that do podcasts. Uh, like we're, we know kind of a little bit of who's out there. We can't figure, you know, it's almost impossible to find everyone in Iowa that's doing podcasts, yeah. but, um, I don't know too many that are in the hundreds of episodes and still going like, like yourself and myself. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about number of episodes, but probably the most notable podcast is the Cafe's breakfast. Uh, yes, absolutely. 
they're killing it. I mean, I think it's undeniable that they are probably the GOAT of Iowa right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they've they found something that everyone can enjoy. Because that's another one where if you just watch the clips, you're like, oh, holy cow. Like, everyone's seen movies, you know, so mm-hmm. let's talk about movies. And whammo, it's a, it's a home run. Because they all just joke about stuff. And it's yeah. it, it's gold, you know. But yeah, I, they have good chemistry. Yeah, they also got a shout-out on uh, uh, Two Bears, One Cave, I yep. believe, which is... Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer's yeah. Brent Crimsher's Krim- uh, podcast. I don't know. That's a Burt Kreischer joke. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think has been some of your like best content on your podcast as far as like some of the, the bigger guests or the things that have been more notable to you as far as you being uh, a podcaster and going out and finding these people or et cetera, you know? Um, well, I think I first have to shout the homie Lolo Savage. Uh, he was on that same episode. Uh, me and him have a lot of similarities. We're both really unorthodox. We're both edgy. We both say crazy shit and we just have like, we both have like the same vibe. I feel like, I feel like we both have a vibe where like we're emotional, like, you know, in some senses, but we're also very smart. And, uh, yeah, I feel like we just have a lot of the same intuitions and I think every time I have him on, it's a great episode. Uh, he's not willing to, you know, or not willing. He's not afraid to, you know, let fly, you know, say whatever's on his mind, especially if we have a bottle in front of us, you know. It's a great <laughs> um, also more notably, or most no, or not most notably, also notably, uh, I've recently kind of reacquainted with an old friend, Jacob the Freak. Um, both these individuals are actually going to be um, kind of working together a lot more in the um, terms of podcasting. Um, I guess in terms of like um, hype for controversy, uh, there was a instance like I think it was last summer. Um, the Christopher Rollins, I don't know if you're familiar with that. He was a teacher in the Des Moines area who was a uh, um, he was uh, with a, a minor. Um, and I put out a really ballsy video the day after, uh, cause he had shot himself and I said, well, that's good. Cause <laughs> basically, so it was a good thing that, you know, and it was like, it was a really like, you know, it was, it was brash and it was, uh, edgy, you know, and I had a lot of, um, bad reactions from that. And that was just, you know, I think that moment kind of defined in my mind, like, you know, uh, I got to either like go with the punches or I need to quit now. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. So, so yeah, I totally, like, when you were starting to explain that, I was like, I don't remember this. And then you were like, it was the teacher. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you don't know what it is, go look it up, whatever. But, like, I do recall this, like, whole thing playing out on the internet. And I remember just, like, you know, like, if I could, you know, if you posted a GIF and it's, like, the dude eating the popcorn. Like, you know, Big yeah. E Langston oh, eating yeah. popcorn or whatever. So, like, that would have been me totally. Just, like, I was just like, what is going on here? This is wild, you know, just watching people you know basically this is like what it comes down to i'm i'm happy that you're comfortable enough to put your opinion out on the internet because i feel like the internet has uh browbeat me to a point where uh, i do not put my opinion out there almost at all anymore uh and i and that's yeah. that's mostly because um when i was younger i did put my opinion on the internet and i i got you know i got not talked about well by commenters and things like that for oh, yeah. saying what I wanted to say. And eventually it just kind of made me be like, all right, I'm going to just not say anything then. Um, but you also said like you're, you have two, you, you pretty much have two options. You either just like quit or you double down. And 
mm-hmm. become a personality by doubling down, you know, like this is just who I am and what I say and, and it's okay. You know, and then I know you as a person, not just as like somebody who posts things online. So I know you're like not some crazy guy or anything like that. You're like, you're a regular guy. So like, I get it. But like, it's also one of those things. I feel like it's, it's, it just makes me so happy to see that you're comfortable to like, just let your opinion fly online when, um, I guess I feel like I've lost my voice for that, which I try to like have a podcast and I always try to preface everything that might come off as not nice to be like, well, I get what you're saying here, but my opinion is this, you know, like, do you ever like, why do you, why do you feel like you, I don't know, like, that's like the difference between us, I feel like. And I, I don't, I, I don't know what the difference is. Like what, how do you feel? I don't know. I don't know how to word what I'm trying to ask you. Like, how did like you why, feel, how did why? you feel doubling down or like why did you do it, et cetera, you know, or why did I double down? Um I don't know, because I mean I I mean and we don't need to get to them. I know that your podcast is really um you know geared in this way, but like I think Vanilla. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I think pedophilia is a really big issue, you know. Um so I mean I think that you know, I, I that issue in particular I feel really strongly about. So um and I really objected to a lot of the people who, who, you know, even after that, were still siding with him and were, you know, giving out these, you know, I had this talk with the guy. He, like, wanted to do this really, it was really stupid. He wanted to do this, like, public thing on Instagram. And we talked about it. And, he was, he, and I just told him, like, you know, what he did is irredeemable. And I, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for him. I mean, I, I just truly don't. And I guess, I guess in the course of my life, I've just had a lot of interactions and where my opinion has been trash or whatever. Eventually, you know, I think eventually when you go through it enough times, you just don't, you don't give a fuck, you know, and that's like my whole persona. Um, I have a tattoo. The only tattoo I have, it's a quote from Kurt Cobain. I'd rather be hated for who I am than love for what I'm not. That's, and that's like my, that's like what I live by essentially. So, yeah. I mean, that's very true. I mean, it would suck to just go out there every day and put on like, your face paint, you know, your, your clown makeup for everyone else and just walk around all day long, you know, that'd be a tough, a tough road to hoe, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I think part of it too, um, my father was actually a county attorney. Like he was like involved in politics for a lot of my life and he was in these positions where a lot of people would, you know, shun and like did not like what he did. So I think like also growing up in that environment and also just growing up in a family where, you know, we're really just generally loud with our opinions and, you know, I think, just a combination of factors has just brought me to this place where I'm just a angry podcaster. You Dude, know? <laughs> having a dad as an attorney would be awesome. Cause like if you ever wanted to, ar- <laughs> oh, no. No, no, just bear with me here. So like every time you wanted to argue with them, you lost every time guaranteed. Like I guarantee you like almost never won an argument, you know, it's just, oh, no, yeah, never. And then, never. but then you get to take that away. You have like, you know, 18 ish years of learning of that to take out into the, yeah. the general public that other people don't ever get, you mm-hmm. know? So like, that's probably, I feel like one of the coolest pieces of advice someone told me was, uh, you can do anything you want as long as you have a reason for doing it. And that's mm-hmm. generally true. As long as you're re- and as long as your reason is not malicious, I feel like you're justified to do whatever you want, uh, in like within those parameters for the most part, you know? You can't just like go throw a brick through a window. It's like, well, you know, 
why'd you do that? I wanted to. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense because you just destroyed somebody's stuff, you know? But like, if you threw a brick through a window to like save some puppies inside and someone's like, the door was over there and you said, I panicked and just did this, nobody cares. You know, it's like, you know, so there's this like justification, like this set of protocols if you follow that I feel like just kind of allows you to do anything you want to. And that I also feel like might play into your hand uh, as far as, you know, if you have an opinion that like, especially on this topic and I don't want to play my hand too much, but I, f- I definitely <laughs> agree with you in the fact that it's like, not it's, it feels like, Oh, how can you lose this situation as well? Like who's arguing for this person? I get like the argument, the maybe, people who knew him personally. Yeah. And I get it. Like you don't want to lose a loved one and stuff, but it's still just, it is definitely one of those things where it's just, it sucks to have somebody try to like justify this like heinous crime. And then, yeah. you know, and then you're just like, how, how are you justifying this? Here's like a bazillion reasons this is wrong. And then to have somebody just spout an opinion back. And I feel like that is actually like the general consensus of the populace of America today. Yeah. It's like, here's, well, a, you know, I, go for sorry, it. But no, go for it. I, I, well, I think with like all this being said with like being controversial, I think that, you know, there's the obvious fact that it does well on the internet, you know, <laughs> true. like it's like, it, you know, that argument that between Lolo and Jacob about Kanye, like, that was another kind of not very small, but very like mini controversy itself. And that, you know, that boosted the video. Like it does work. I mean, I'm still at menial level relatively, but I mean, the formula is there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I totally get that too. It's, it's absolutely hilarious, but and I, 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 I don't want to like drive back into the convo, but I, I was, I don't know. I don't want this to turn too political. We're already like, you know, 15 minutes in and just going, <laughs> going nuts on this. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't oh, know. Well, this is your show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. You, you just came in and took over. This is the McAllister Hours with Peter Stockdale as the guest. Peter, fuck you. This is my show. <laughs> I'm just going to like flip flop. So like I'll be like a little picture in picture now. I'm just like a commentator on your show. It's hilarious. No, I mean, I, I do also feel that like uh, the way the world works. I get it that nobody ever wants to have their feelings hurt. You shouldn't just like shit on someone to shit on them. I get that. But like, also I feel like the world is in this weird place where it's, they're trying to argue opinions against facts. And I understand where opinions have some valid, you know, sentiment, but at the same time, like it's weird that we live in a world where people are scared to change their opinions too. (laughs) Do you feel like that's a thing? Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, maybe this doesn't make a sense to some people, but like, I think that's part of, again, why I do what I do. You know, like this goes into my music too. Like when I'm being controversial, when I'm saying things that are outlandish, I mean, there is a purpose to it. I'm not just like an angry toddler in a corner, just screaming. <laughs> for like I'm trying to make you, th- I'm trying to make people think when I'm saying these things, you know, and mm-hmm. I look, I have like dark, and this goes back to my father and the kind of line where he did. And the, you know, people are in my family. Like I have a very dark sense of humor. People that know me personally, like know that I have that. I always have had that, you know, and I think that again, that's like a brand that does well in podcasting. So it makes sense. Oh, absolutely. It does. Uh, it, I can say this being a fellow person that has, um, a relatively dark sense of humor. Like my, my humor either ranges from like Beavis and Butthead to like, you know, <laughs> to like, you know, death jokes or something, you know, like, yeah. so like it, they go from like one end of the spectrum to the other, but like, it is weird to be like kind of ostracized or feel like you're ostracized for having that, you know, mentality. You just got to kind of know when, uh, you know, the audience you're around sometimes when, when to bust out that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. I think you just got, I mean, if you're going to be someone who is going to be, you know, have opinions and, you know, speak out, that's just, you got, you have to learn to roll with that. Like if you, if you're not willing to roll with that, then don't do it. True. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, podcasting for the last like two years has done you any favors as far as um, producing, making videos, doing all that stuff, being more comfortable at a computer and doing all the editing and stuff like that? Um, oh yeah. Does that oh. tr- does it translate to your uh, hip hop at all? Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, the connections I've made in terms of uh, the people that I've rapped with. Um, that's definitely been through the podcast. I, I don't think I would know as many people, um, as I do now without that. Cause I did, I was, you know, trying to rap in the scene for years before that. And I think it's almost kind of like a cheat in a way. Like I kind of cheated my way into hip hop by like interviewing these people. Cause it's really, it's really about like, you know, uh, you know, getting to know people, uh, meeting people, correlating with people, you know, that's, that's really what it all is about. Um, so yeah, sorry. What was your question again? Um, I guess like doing, doing the podcasting, you kind of answered it, but doing the podcasting over the years is like, has any of the, the skills you've learned there, like translated into the hip hop game? Yeah. Well, and you know, also, um, you know, the video aspect, obviously, cause you know, I'm in video production. So, um, I think like, you know, my clips and things like that, the social media promotional type of thing, um, that's drastically improved in the last, you know, six months to a year. Um, and that's directly correlated with what I've learned in, um, you know, school for video. So yeah, those definitely play off each other. Yeah. That's, that's definitely one thing I would say, uh, if there's something you have the upper hand in, uh, easily over my podcast, it would be the video production and the video quality. Like video is there for mine. Uh, and it works and I put a lot of work into it for what it is, but it's also like, it is what it is. I'm like, I've been over it years. You've got, you know, it's not like, Oh my gosh, he's got like a whole tonight show set out there. But you know, like you do have a place set up and everything looks nice, uh, and uniform every episode. Uh, it's lit. Well, the, the quality of the video is, is good. So like, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, it, I feel like that consistency is definitely going to help you out too. And, um, you know, you said you were, uh, you went to school for video production, um, still going possibly or, mm-hmm. or whatnot, but I do want to touch on this cause I did see this. It was posted literally just a few days ago, maybe even just like two days ago when this comes out, but mm-hmm. you had a, uh, post about having a video that you had made being yep. chosen to be in a contest at like a video festival of some sort. Like, I want to hear about this. Yeah, um, I really should know the festival. I'm a piece of shit, but it's this. It's in the San Bernardino Valley, I believe. Um, it's a student film competition, and I got an email. I received an email through DMAC about this, and I was like, "Fuck it!" And so I posted on Facebook. I got like eight people responding, like, "Hey, I want to do this." I'm like, "Shit! All right, let's." We all found a night to do it. We banged down four hours. It's called. <laughs> that's funny segue. It's actually called the Tinder Gig. Is the um, film basically? It's about a guy who um, goes to a woman's house to, uh, you know, make love to her, and he um, comes across that there are several men at the house, and eventually they all um, decide to just, uh, you know, have group sex with this woman, and at the end it's revealed that's a man. I just gave away the whole three and a half minute plot, but um, so <laughs> there's just gonna be a long beep the whole time you're talking. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was like a really fun, uh, weird learning experience. 
Um, it got and it got selected for a festival. I mean, for a thing that got thrown together in the week, I was fucking shocked. Um, either I'm underestimating my talent, or this festival sucks. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it was a it was a really good learning experience. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of honestly shifted my perspective a little bit. Maybe to do that more in the future. Um, just because I don't know. It's been kind of a tell for me. I mean, I just found out about this like two days ago. So it's been kind of a tell for me that like, maybe I can you know, do more in that sense. So it's been cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you made any videos for any other rappers or for like you for, um, any of your stuff or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, I do have a music video out, video out, um, for a track called scare my ashes. Um, and I did that all myself, did that with GoPro. Um, I looked like a maniac going downtown and just like rapping in the middle of a street. Um, did that a couple times and it, it, but you know, it turned out really well. I, you know, I, I got a new 4k GoPro with, you know, slow shutter speed or fat high shutter speeds for slow-mo. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I'm still, I, and I, you know, I did one of those short film. I'm still trying to get more, you know, video projects underway. Cause I really have been focusing a lot on, you know, music and podcasting, but, uh, um, the same people I worked with, previously this last project I think we're going to be doing stuff in the summer and uh, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to people who do music videos and such like that so yeah I feel like that's definitely going to be something else that's going to help you network with more people I mean like mm, let's def- loop all the way back to that because we kind of like okay we yeah. did that but like <laughs> dude yeah as far as like and I don't know anybody listening I get it like some people probably won't like the way that this is worded but yeah it is kind of like a cheat code to have a podcast um, whatever you choose to do the podcast about, you are like, if you do it long enough, you're kind of like ingrained in that community in a sense, no different than if you like, you know, if you're a hip hop artist, if you're there in the community for years, people like just know who you are. Cause you've been there so long, you know, I feel like that's kind of how just about anything works. As long as you're consistent, you're there, you're putting in mm-hmm. work, uh, and people enjoy you and you can get somebody's attention for years on end, it's just going to be this thing that people will know your name, et cetera. And then that's the same deal with podcasting is if you podcast long enough, I feel like once you get, especially once you get to a hundred, I feel like once you get to a hundred, it's like, yeah, this is serious business now. You know, I mean, it's yeah. maybe not, but you know, <laughs> no, no, I, I totally agree. I, I'm a big believer. I don't think any podcast can truly be taken seriously until they have triple digits. I yeah. mean, I, you know, the ones that are taken seriously have tripled it. Most of the time have triple digits. If they're, if they don't, it's because they're already an established figure and you know, that's a cheat code itself, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, as far as like in the music scene, in the hip hop scene, in any scene, business world, it does not matter. It comes down to like networking with people in some capacity or another. That's how you get ahead. That's how you do things. And it's, it's no different in, in my music scene than it is in your music scene that you have to know people and figure out who they are and get to know them. And that's kind yeah. of why I did what I did. Cause I was involved in two different music scenes and I didn't, I just needed to know who was out there and what they were doing. You know, who, who should I, who are the cool people to know that, or who knows the answer to the question that I want to ask could be something, you know, instead of just putting it on Facebook, you can like get a hold of somebody directly. Like I need to know this and you did this. So let's, how did you do it? You know, that's, all of that is something collaborating with people, etc. You know, picking up new gigs, getting on gigs. It it comes down to knowing people and 
it may or may not be a quote unquote cheat code, but it definitely is a way to network with people and to, you know, befriend yourself in a community. And and now that you're, a, you know, you're over a hundred episodes, you're, 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 I thought you were serious before this, you know, but still, it's one of those things where it's like, this is a thing that people have to take, you know, recognition of, and then they're going to see you by association as your hip hop name or, or me by association in another band or something. They'll be like, Oh, you're the podcast guy. I know who you are. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I was just talking to someone about this last week. Uh, I really believe that like, you know, people like you and me have really cornered a market. Um, you know, when you type in Des Moines podcast, I, as far as I know, last time I checked, I'm one of the first searches. Like I'm in that front page. You know, that's a pretty solid bet. There really are not very many people in the state of Iowa doing that, uh, you know, doing what we're doing. I don't really know why, but, you know, I – yeah, man, I, I, I think it's definitely been a tool. It's been a really good tool. But, you know, I, almost in a way, I'm almost kind of at the point where I'm focusing more on the podcast. Like I almost want it to be something removed from my music. You know, I want it to be like its own entity in a way. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah, I guess like mine is pretty much attached at the hip. The only thing I would say is like I when I first started doing the podcast, I was like, I'm playing here this weekend. You better come check me out or whatever, you know, or like whatever. You know, I was trying to like promote all my stuff, you know, like Yeah. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, so I kind of styled mine after a lot of theirs, and that's what they do. You know, their podcast yeah. is an advertising bay for their comedy. Is all it is. Oh yeah, I mean any good podcaster is a whore. I mean for sure. <laughs> You know, I don't. I want to be like, no, I'm not. But <laughs> you know, like I, I'm feeling that some weeks. It's just like, man, I'm just out there every single week, and I just, I can't say no to this. You know, <laughs> type McAllister hours in the promo, and you get ten percent off Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> there's would, this podcast. There's this podcaster Ari Shafir. He's, he, he, I, I don't. I'm not ashamed to say it's because he says it all the time he's Jewish and his, um, his shtick is always like, he always, always finds a way to promote his stuff. He'll be like in the middle of rant and be like 20% off. Blah, blah. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just this whole shtick that like, he's constantly just trying to make every penny that he can. And it's like a joke in itself. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. The community picks on Ari so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For any, I don't know. That's definitely something I, I love finding people that are involved in listening to the podcast that have people from that comedy space, like that interact, you know, like, you know, your Ari or Burt Kreischer's, your Tom Segura's, yeah. your, your JREs, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like all of that giant network of people, your Joe Diaz, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love me they some... get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. They get it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so funny. And I feel like that's kind of like, when I wanted to first start doing this, I was like, yeah, I could go for some Joe Rogan-y kind of stuff. But like, I just fell into the music scene so hard with like what I was doing that I just kind of went that direction with it. I've had non-musicians on before, but not to the extent yeah. that you have. And I do feel like that's the model that we're following is not a bad model to follow either, though. Um, long form podcast, you know, involves some comedy, maybe some dramatic topics, throw a couple of opinions in there. Whammo. You got an hour. Yeah, I think there's an art to like, you know, centering a podcast around like a person, you know, like if you think of like a movie, like a really good movie, you want to have like all aspects of that movie, like, you know, a great film has horror and comedy and drama, you know, all these different mechanics. 
when I'm conducting a podcast, I'm trying to do kind of the same thing. I have a person and I'm trying to know everything I can let you know, everything at least that I can think of or that they can give about that person. If I'm interviewing them, obviously if it's an episode like, you know, with like Lolo talking about Kanye, that's different. But like when I'm having like an interview kind of process, like that is what I'm trying to do is like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like anything where like, you know, like I, I say this all the time and this is again, kind of shitty, but you know, any jackass can make a podcast, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, very few people I feel like can do it well. There is an art form to it, despite that, I guess is my point. Yeah. I mean, like while you were saying that, I feel like there's some things like uh, some traits or some characteristics you learn while doing, uh, you know, different tasks and you might pick up that you don't realize you're picking up, but yeah, I feel like you, the way you worded that, I, like while I was, I was like, there's some episodes that what I would consider good episodes that mm-hmm. cover all of those things. Some, you know, like some ones that I have done that I was like, Man, I, like while you were saying like what makes a good movie and how it translates to to podcasting and probably like most forms of entertainment, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I was thinking about that. I was like, man, my best episodes definitely have some of all of that. You know, the ones that I would consider the best ones or the ones that have the most listens even have a lot of those, you know, hot button issues that you were bringing up. So like exactly. That is actually uh, a brilliant thing. How, do you think that that works uh, its way into like an album concept or like music in general or a song or is it, is it possible to take all those characteristics of what kind of makes a good movie and put it into a song or an album? Um, I don't know. I, I think it can be done. Uh, the best example that comes to my mind is, uh, Kendrick Lamar's good kid, mad city. Um, he just self, he just self described that as a short film. Um, I mean, and you might hate this take, but I've always tended to think that, like, as great as music is, as much as I enjoy it, it is kind of a limiting art form in comparison to, like, um, a film. I truly believe that a film is, like, the most um, – I sound like a prick saying this, but, like, the most, like, prestigious art form because it really – it truly combines, like, every aspect. Composition. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sound, music, acting, um, costume, um, all these elements that like seem seeming like any other like art piece can only take like certain aspects of film can like take all of it, you know. And like as with anything, the really sad part is like it's like hip hop. Of all the scope of hip hop, there are like very few. That's changing, but like for the most part, like there are very few few good rappers. And it's the same with film. Like there. In contrast, very few like great films in comparison to like um, a lot of them. Again, that's kind of like a opinion thing, objective. I understand that, but I definitely kind of fall more along the lines of like Roger Ebert. Uh, he once said something that I love: uh, critiquing films is important because films are important. That's true. I I get what you're saying. So like based, I don't know. You're you're so, you're so intriguing on this concept. So like. <laughs> Um, I'm too much. <laughs> well, like the thing that sucks is I'm trying to pick out like something from the beginning and the middle and the end of what you said. And I, I just like want to stop you halfway through what you're saying and just be like, Hey, okay. so, <laughs> so yes, films are important and there are a lot of films being made. And I will agree that, uh, I just quit watching movies. Like I just don't watch them because 
there's so many. I don't have time to wade through all the garbage to find like the five good ones that came out this year. And even yeah. then, I might not like one or two of those might not even be made, you know, for me as the audience. And it might, I might not even like it, you know, you never know. So like, I feel like that's definitely the same way. Like you said, for rap, there's, there was a while there where it was just like, there was a lot of people on top of the mountain in the rap game. And now it feels that it's been watered down to a point where there's so many people making rap that it's tough to figure out who's on top. And, you know, there's still like your M&Ms and things like that. But I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. When it was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you can just go down the line and just start naming them. And it's like, yeah, everybody knows those names. Like, there's not terribly too many of those rappers, like, in the modern era, I guess I would say. Like, I don't feel like it anyways. Yeah, not really. I mean, I would say one group right now that's an extreme uh, prominence is the Griselda group. Uh, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, and West Side Gun. Um but yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. It, I think it's like with, I think it's like if you look at jazz, right? There was Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, you know, Duke Ellington. They were really big people in the fifties and sixties and such. But you, or well, like forties, fifties. But you know, when it regressed more to the sixties, seventies, eighties, you kind of get this widespread, and you know, it kind of becomes more like you, you know, like it's like for the jazz enthusiasts, right? Like the really niche people who'd be like hey yeah this artist from this album this album that this obscure album that you never heard is brilliant you know um you know like john mcglogan uh what bitches brew like that, that's such like i don't think very many people these days know that album and like he was more popular back then but like i guess my point is like it's similar like yes there aren't these staples but i think that's just the way of music i mean it's the same with rock right i mean I mean, good point. When you think about rock, and like those staples are pretty outdated for the most part, you know, depending on genre. Uh, yeah, okay. I can't think. I can't think of any band, you know, from twenty twenty on that has like emerged that is huge, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. So like there were, I feel like some of it is like striking while the iron's hot, and I feel like some of it has to do with technological advancements. And uh, other other is like capitalizing on money. So like uh, when yeah. the when the economy is good, I feel like you can throw a dart at, at anything and it kind of sticks. So like it's kind of like in the 80s when the economy was good, it was just like it, people like hair metal. Sweet. Make 90 of them. You know, and it's like there's 90 hair metal bands. It's like yeah. obviously everyone understands like, OK, yeah, I, I know I know who Warrant is. They're the cherry pie people and whatever. But like they're just going to get to a point where you're like, I have no clue who Y&T is, you know, or like, you know, there's like these ones are kicks. I don't remember kicks. You know, there's going to be ones in there where people don't know. It's like but they existed. And at the time they were kind mm-hmm. of relevant. But some of it is like marketing. And, you know, the economy, I feel like, has something to do with it. But also I feel like technological advancements does as well. So um, in the 50s and 60s, studios became not, you know, readily around, but they were became more prominent and people started Mm -hmm. making more music. Uh, The economy was better post-war, et cetera. And people were kind of starting to do things. So it's like, let's make music. People will buy it, et cetera. But I feel like as the computer has come out as uh, easy as it is to just buy an interface and plug it in and then a microphone into that and have free daw to like you know record stuff and write on it's like oh this is this is like costs almost no money it just costs time and you can just have to sit down and do it you can make 
beats i i can record a, a single over here i record stuff for people sometimes as demos just f- for them to have and you know it's i feel like the technological advancement might have created you know the reason why there's so many people out there like podcasting and and you know yep. etc yeah i was just talking about this on my last episode any warhol had a great quote um the in the future fame will be reduced to 15 minutes or something like that and i feel like that's that's where we're at now um because, yeah, I mean, I think as like as you said, like technology gets cheaper, um, you then therefore like devalue music. Like, you know, there are people like Anthony Fantano who constantly criticize, you know, Spotify and, you know, he's not wrong to. But he also makes it sound like every single artist on Spotify should be getting paid these crazy amounts of money. I just don't believe that's true. Like, I mean, it's, as sad as it sounds, like the more availability you have to people, the quality is just going to get less. You know, the idea of these old institutional studio heads was like that they were picking through prestige music and that they were like there was a guy who like listened to all his music and was like, this is what's good. And when you take that away, when you have a platform where everyone can upload their stuff, you're going to naturally lose the value of of what the music is. So, I mean, I think that that's part of it too i feel like that's the fun analogy for that would be like there's somebody handing out megaphones and they're trying to make sure only the people with good stuff to say get a megaphone and (laughs) and then all of a sudden somebody set up a megastone megaphone (laughs) store and they're all like a dollar a piece and everyone can afford one and now everyone's got megaphones (laughs) that that's uh like i don't know that's definitely used to be my thing for like facebook it's just like man like and it's it's like as much as you want to use the megaphone, you can. And there's people that are just all day long just yelling out the megaphone, like regardless of whether or not it's good to say. And uh, so sometimes it sucks because like those people are drowning out the people with important things to say. And that's, I think, one of the toughest parts about trying to wade through like independent music scenes, you know, left and right is trying to find out who who do I like out of this scene? You could listen to 40 bands and be like, three of these are like some of my favorite bands I've ever heard. And like 20 of them, they're not making music for me, you know, and then you, yeah. you can just go down the line and that's probably the toughest part is like wading through the people with megaphones that you don't want to listen to. Yeah. Well, and you know, circling back, like, I think that's why it's important, you know, the things you and I are doing. Cause I think when we have people on our platform, like maybe not my earlier episodes for, but for now, the most part, you can assume that if someone's coming on my platform, I, like their music. I assume the same goes with you, that if you have them on your show that you, you know, like their music to a degree at least. And, you know, I, I think that is a filter in itself. You know, people are trying to find, uh, you know, who's, who's legit out here, you know? Yeah. Uh, I definitely feel that like, I've had people on that. I, I, the way I've said it, I've said it multiple times on this podcast, they don't make music for me. But, like, I definitely have played enough styles of music to realize that, like, all of them take talent. You know, you can get kind of good at one, and then someone's like, like, I got kind of good at blues, and someone's like, you want to play some country stuff? And I'm like, oh, this is a whole different ball game, you know? <laughs> you know, so I, you have to, you realize that, like, this takes talent, too. And then, so once you start to realize how much talent is involved in uh, all the aspects of, of what you're watching and, and listening to, you're like, you start to have respect for certain people based on, like, you know, output, quality, like, you know, what they're what they're doing how they're doing it etc so uh i definitely feel that level of respect for everyone that i've had on my podcast that's a musician but i also feel like being a musician in and of itself and interacting with enough of them is kind of almost built in an appreciation like that for me where if i was like 22 
and I, you ask me my opinion on some things, I'd be like, this guy sucks and that guy sucks and he's <laughs> yep. not good at doing stuff, you know, like, cause I just didn't interact with enough people to realize how wrong my opinion was at the time, you know, and that's probably the roughest part about growing up that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's kind of like a balance. I find myself struggling to strike sometimes is like, you know, because, because I'm controversial, I have to kind of pick and choose like where I am with that. Like, am I going to be like a complete asshole to some guy who has like 25 followers on SoundCloud? Like, no, I think that's <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of malicious. You know what I mean? Uh, but like, if I was to criticize, like uh, say like uh, Stevie or, you know, Stevie wonders music or something like that, like that doesn't really matter because I'm me, like I'm, I'm here in Iowa podcasting. Like they're like the, the equation isn't there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to feel as bad about, shitting on his music versus you know some guys really trying who just isn't that good frankly you know mm-hmm. there's, there's a difference yeah, the punching up versus punching down aspect exactly. <laughs> the, the ratios yeah. are totally different that's i uh i gosh this is like the best i don't know when you told me your dad was a lawyer it just kind of made me realize like oh i i get it now like and you're you're bringing up like <laughs> some of the like best points like i've ever heard you bring up on this podcast it's so it's weird. I'm putting it all together. And, uh, dude, this is a, this has been a great one so far. We've talked about your podcast eclipsing 100 episodes, which congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Thank you know, you. getting out there into the big leagues. Uh, at the big leagues. But it's it's still one of those things I think that, like, it, consistency it just and just doing things long enough and being in the scene long enough is something that is just makes you undeniable in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, even if they were, like, one-minute episodes each. I think that's an achievement. Uh, no. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't care if hour long, two hours long, 20 minutes, it doesn't matter. Like if you can do anything that much efficiency, like, I don't care if you put out one song a month or something like you figure out some equation and you just do it consistently for long enough. People rely on <laughs> that and they, they find you a dependable source for their listening and entertainment. You know, yep. I had one week, I took one week off uh in all of the episodes i've ever done i took one week off and just did not do an episode and i woke up that morning and had text messages like by 6 30 in the morning like how come there's no episode are you okay it said and i was like i'm fine like everything's okay i just i was busy you know and it's like that's wild that like literally like three people uh one text message and two facebook messages was just enough to be like what's going on it's like that's wild that three people like literally reached out to me personally you know um has anybody like asked you about your podcast when you went on these short hiatuses that you went on? Like, like where I was or whatnot. Yeah. Like I, after you'd built up like a, you know, some rapport with some people that, you know, either had on the podcast in the music community, et cetera. They were like, wait, I, uh, I noticed you haven't put out an episode in a while. What's up? Oh yeah, definitely. I have people that hit me up all the time. Uh, I'll, I'll tell them like I'm booked for two months and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. I mean, it, it really does fill up, you know, combining people who want to come on and people I want to have on, you know, now we're up to twice a week, but that's still only eight people a month, you know? So if I have 20 people that want to, not uh, 20 people, probably a mix of like who both want to come on and who I want to come on. That's a lot of time. Um, and yeah, I mean this last break, uh, I took like a two month kind of just like a, like two months off just to, you know, relax, do my own thing. I was starting school up again. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I had a ton. I actually, this is part of why I have these like episodes I'm uploading is like, I ended up having like pre-record all these episodes. Cause I was like, I have 
I have like too many people hitting me up who want to pay me to come on their show on my show. And like, I, like I need to, you know, I need to, if I want to do this, like I said, you know, before, if I want to do this, like I have to keep up with that. And it's really exciting. Like it's, it's stressful, but you know, it's exciting. I guess the test of time will tell if I'm actually able to keep up with it, but, um, I'm hoping so. Two a week. Holy cow. Like, Doing the conversation, easy peasy. Like, you're setting everything up, recording, crocodile, Dundee. I can get it done in a heartbeat. But, like, the editing down just takes – it's not like there's a ton of editing, but there's just enough where it's like, I got to do all this stuff, click save, drag everything over here, wait. And then go over here, click stuff, and, like, blah, 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 wait. You know, you got to wait for things to save. And then you, like, upload, and then you got to wait while it's up. You know, it's, it's yeah. just so much gray space in there of just hanging out, and I just – that's the part that I think sucks the most about doing all this. Yeah. Well, that's part of why I've emphasized uh, trying to do live episodes because that takes out so much of that work. Uh-huh. I can just do it live in time, download it, trim off the ends, and it's up. Probably the thing I spend the most time on is the clips and the thumbnails. Yeah. I don't do really anything with the episode. I think a lot of that's format too. I once had a guy, <laughs> he came on my show. He wanted to take the entire episode and edit himself and give it back to me. I was like, no, you're not doing that. Like, <laughs> 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 Yeah. I, uh, I've had a couple of people ask me for like weird requests like that. And some of them have, of like obliged in a sense. And other times, no, like one person was like, Hey, like, can I edit down the podcast i was just like i'll tell you what i'll give you i'll give you the stems you can do whatever you want with it and i just gave him the stems to it and i was like yeah whatever like here it is you know probably probably kind of weird so he's got like an hour of my voice talking (laughs) he could just chop up in any fashion he wants to i guess but whatever Uh, you just wake up the next day there's a racist compilation of peter from he just cut up all the words it's hilarious nazi or something it's it's like in a rap song or something somewhere i'm like i'm like drop clips I don't know. That'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Have you ever thought about doing that? Pulling clips out of this and just dropping them in weird spots and like songs? Or has there ever been anything said on the podcast where you're like, I'm taking this and I'm making a song out of it? I have had that thought. I don't know. This might just be me being particular, but I, I feel like those are two things I don't want to mix. I don't want to cross. Yeah. Um, okay. I get. I understand. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's me being weird, but like I just like when I pull samples, I want to. I'm like on this last project I did, enjoying my time in hell. Um, I think all those samples were like acted out things. Like there were they, like I have a scene where I'm like buying weed and it goes wrong and the cops come and I we have a shootout. It's ridiculous, but like you know, all the samples I pulled were like ambience type of noises and like. Um, like it created a scene. That's kind of more the style that I'm going for. Um, and I don't know. I think, I mean, as, as narcissistic of a person as I already am, um, I think that would just be like amping out to, to a max like <laughs> I have an album. And then we're going to have an announcer. And it's literally just me again. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this asshole? That is <laughs> so hilarious. You're, like, it's a good point. I just like said it because it was just seemed like a fun question to ask. But like when you retorted with, um, you know, you don't really want to mix the two. And I was like, yeah, you don't really want to be that guy. And then you just pretty much explained that guy, you know, like, it's, you know, and now announcing me, it's me. It's just like, oh, my yeah. gosh. You're like out there spitting hot fire. And this you, well, It's yeah. you agreeing with yourself yeah. just a whole bunch. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I do, I, I did do like a thing where I kind of 
uh, like through that, like in those samples, like I voiced different characters, but like I, I like I changed the pitch and like I made it like in a way where it was at least attempted to be different. But I think it would be really weird if it was just black and white, like you know, podcast rap. You know, yeah. I feel like they just in my mind they don't really mix. I like to keep them separate. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there to an extent you do kind of want to keep them separate, and I guess I do that like a tiny bit with mine. Like if it comes up in discussion, I'll talk about the music that I play. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I do, I used to, I used to have that formula where it's like I talk about where I'm playing at the end of the at the end of the show, just like every show, yeah. you know. And then it's like, eh, I feel like such a shill doing this, you know. So I just kind of quit doing it, and ever since then I've kind of kept them a little bit separate. Um, but unless I'm like bringing someone on that I'm playing with them that weekend or something like that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I do feel that, that, um, you've got like a lot of crossover between everything you're doing, but at the same time, you're doing a good job of keeping as many of them separate as you can. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that like I never promote my music on my podcast, but I guess just like, I don't know, like I wouldn't like do like, you know, I, there's a there's a podcast Tim Cass RL. He like he was doing a while where he would like the outro was like his own music. Like I wouldn't do that. You know, there like yes, I announced, but like there's a, still a degree of separation, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, <clears throat> speaking of your music, you got a new album coming up. Have we even mentioned that? We're like almost an hour in already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's called Enjoying My Time in Hell. On all plat, um, out on all platforms. Um, it's probably my most personal, um, and loudest project yet. Um, I don't really hold back any punches. Um, I get political, I get personal. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was partially a response to kind of the craziness that we've seen with, uh, you know, politically and socially with, you know, pandemic and things like that. But, you know, just in general, um, and, you know, just some basic things like religion, politics. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was kind of that, the goal of the album. And, you know, I, th- it was a lot more of a collaborative effort. Um, usually I've like, um, focused a lot on like using my own beats. I actually like ended up outsourcing other beats. Uh, my homie Dirt Lord, Dirt Nasty Beats, uh, he put out like, or I think I had four or five different tracks that were, you know, his instrumentals. And those were like, you know, some of my favorite tracks, honestly. And, you know, I reached out to, you know, other people I did. I, this was the first time I actually recorded like in a studio. I'd always done it myself. So I think that really helped with the sound improvement. And if I do, you know, more projects in the future, I have a even better studio set in mind. So, um, yeah, it's been a crazy journey. I didn't think it would, it's already, you know, it's doing well listening wise, um, better than anything I think I've ever put out. And, um, it's impressive. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man, that's really cool. I, I, I'm trying. I like. I'm pulling up your discography here. I think Family Portrait was the first album of yours that I listened to, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, it was. That was the first one. So this is like the first full album since then. I know you've put out some singles in between then and now. Yeah, so I, I think I've put. Uh, I put out one EP last year. It was called Lost in the City. It was a six track. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, this is my first album since, uh, like full, you know, it's 13 tracks, about 35 minutes, a little short, but you know, still in the relatively, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that first, uh, like full line type project since then. Yeah. 
do you uh, collaborate much with other people when you do rapping, or is that just not something that's going to lend itself to what you're doing? Or, um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, both in terms of the beats, uh, and you know, I had uh, I think three of my checks I had features on. Um, I, I mean, I would definitely love to do more features. I think I have had conflicts in the past, just with like the subject matter of my music finding difficulty, um, finding people to feature. But I mean, that like I said with podcasting, that's just how the it's how the cookie crumbles. You roll the punches. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I think like I said, this has been kind of a turning point for me. Like a you know, branch folding over is uh you know doing more with collaboration. So I think it's definitely improved. I, I you know, similar to jazz, I think you know, hip hop is instrumental in collaboration. Like I think that is vital. Oh yeah. I feel like that's something that in the mass music scene that has actually been pulled from the hip hop scene is people collaborating. Like I, I feel like that's something that was almost entirely done with hip hop people. Mm-hmm. Maybe some older country dudes would do that with like sit down jam session type stuff. But like as far as collaborating, that's like something hip hop did to a T perfectly for 30 or 40 years before mainstream finally hopped on on board with that you see it a lot especially in the pop and uh i want to say new country kind of areas there's a lot of those people where they feature in new things oh this is me with that guy and it's like you're doing a crossover with each other it's like yeah we are you know that, there's a lot of that going on like a snoop dog martha stewart kind of deal <laughs> but like with music that's awesome and you know and that's uh... You know, I, there are a lot of people that I have interviewed and worked with. I think this summer and year they're going to be putting out some like duo albums. And those are the kind of albums that excite me the most. Um, you know, just the idea of like two, you know, rap stars like coming together. It's like a, it's, you know, it's like a fraction of what Wu-Tang was. You know, part of why Wu-Tang was so great was because they had nine different people all you know collaborating expressing their stuff and it was a whole wide variety it was you know it was probably you know comparatively like probably pretty easy to get everyone to you know have all that material so yeah oh yeah i mean that's nine people's better nine brains are better than one i don't care how you know i don't it almost doesn't matter which nine you pick you know (laughs) well maybe not i shouldn't say that but uh because <laughs> it definitely would in today's landscape, but um, yeah, I mean that's something that definitely also has. That's one of those things. Networking. It's easier to network when you have nine people coming together to, you know, it's like, oh, how many people do you know, and do you know, and do you know, and do you know? You mm. dominate a scene that way. You know, there's yeah. strength in numbers. It also comes down to like it works out better if we all kind of stick with each other in some sense or another. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's uh, <laughs> I don't care if you're creating false controversy to to draw attention to yourself. Um, that's been done with bands and rappers and all sorts of people throughout oh, time. Yeah. Uh, that's all professional wrestling is fake controversy. <laughs> you know, they've made bazillions doing fake wrestling or well, pro wrestling, fake controversy. But yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of formulas from rap that have been borrowed by so many different aspects of, of culture that, um, actually are, are very beneficial. You know, uh, do you, do you think it would be beneficial to start a like group of people uh, to be like up here? There's two guys that kind of join forces. They call themselves late street. And I feel like it's very beneficial for them because they can rap individually, but also like promote each other together as one thing. So, um, yeah, I'm know. actually, I'm familiar with late street. Yeah. They're yeah, cool dudes. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I've I've always pushed for that. Um, I think like I think we have the, and I think it's already kind of forming in a sense. Uh, Lolo Savage's hip hop showcase. There's a lot of individuals through that that like are featured in their own things. I think there is a potential for there to be kind of like a super group to come out of uh, Des Moines. There's also another group called Lavish, spelled L-A-V or L-A-V dot I-S-H. Um, they're also a collective. I think they are, well, mini collective, they're three. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like a Wu-Tang-sized collaborative um, collective would be groundbreaking. I think that would be possibly one of the best ways you could attract attention to, um, you know, attract attention like that. You know, I think of Slipknot. That's, Slipknot had nine people. That's exactly what know? I was thinking. How awesome would it be if the next Slipknot is actually a group of rappers? Yeah, just, exactly. Just dominated. Yeah, there is there is awe in like having that many people all, you know, singularly come together and make music. Like that, that's going to attract anyone. That's, you know, that is exactly. I've said that so much. The one thing I miss, I don't miss playing the trumpet in high school or whatever very much. The thing I miss the most about that is like somebody got like a hundred children together to play music together, even if it wasn't super great. Like that is mind blowing. When I see bands that big when everyone's all on the same page, I'm like, are you serious? Like it just, I don't care. Like, like I said, Slipknot's got one guy banging on kegs and that's all he does. <laughs> like whatever. I don't care. You know, it's still awesome to be like, these guys are all together doing all this stuff. I know I just simplified it down. Don't at me. I'm going to get a lot of flack from the Des Moines guys for that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to sit sick of Peter. Oh, my You're gosh. <laughs> Never going to be allowed in there again. They're going to close <laughs> close Des Moines at the borders when I drive down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man, I, I'll have to check out the new album. Uh, I did see some artwork coming out for it. I saw some of your promo pictures that have come out for it. Uh, you look very menacing and scary on the yeah. front. <laughs> if someone's, the bull, man. It's funny because if somebody saw that for the first time, they'd be like, holy cow, this guy's scary. You know, like if it was a kid me, I would just be like, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> like little kid me. Well, you know what, man? There's a certain audience for my uh, my rap and my music. So maybe that's not a bad thing, you know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, that's, that's also something I feel like is – pretty awesome like not just you as a personality etc but you and the ability to like make different art forms and produce different media for people to intake that uh you know is unapologetically you is definitely one of my favorite things about you i mean just like it just goes it comes right back to the the tattoo you have you know i mean people are gonna either hate you for who you are and they're not gonna love you for who you're not because you're always gonna be who you are you know that's one of the things i think is uh uh, one of your best features as far as like listening to your podcast or, or your, your music, you know, and like getting to know you a little bit over the years. And it's just like, this guy's just a genuine, he's genuinely who he is. And you can always kind of count on that being the thing instead of trying to be like, what person's going to show up today? Are they going to, huh. you know, there's, you're not smarmy if that makes any sense. Is that a word that that's probably some I've word that got deleted two years ago and people are like, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that anymore because it's offensive to smarms or something. You know, Peter, that is one of the things about you that I've always noticed. You have a strange vocabulary, my friend. <laughs> there, I, I can't even, like, think, like, that word or, like, other words. Like, there are just some episodes where I listen. You say something, I'm like, what? What is that word? And, like, 
we're both kind of like from the same area of Iowa. So like I get there's, but there's like a whole vocabulary of things out there, but I, I just chuckle every time, every time I catch, like you say something like that. I laugh myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Every now and then I'll, uh, I'll throw some weird words out there, especially like, uh, old timey words that for some yeah, reason get, exactly. are now getting used slightly more, you know, just cause of the internet, but but yeah. thank you, man. Like uh, that, that, like hearing that made my week. That that's awesome. That gives me that gives me the boost to keep going. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that's I, that's one of the things I'm so envious about when I when I know people are out there making music and things like that. And I think that's one of my mental barriers I have is I'm not comfortable with my own capabilities to put myself out there like that. And I'm glad there's people out there that are willing to do that because without them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to. You know, yeah. I wouldn't, there wouldn't be music to listen to. So yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I barely am, but <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, dude, I, I love what you're out there doing. Um, uh, new album, uh, enjoying my time in hell available. I just yep. pulled it up on Spotify. So it's definitely there. Yep. Um, All platforms, Spotify, iTunes, everything. There it is. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's on YouTube as well. So check it out on YouTube. Yep. Also check out McAllister's podcast every Wednesday and Saturday at 7 p.m. on YouTube and every other platform. So Wednesday and Saturday at 7. That's uh, two days a week now. It's pretty awesome. You uh, Did you ever do a Patreon or anything like that? Yeah. Oh, yes, I do have a Patreon. Um, it's kind of a slow start right now because I don't have very many people, and uh, I've been struggling to like get extra episodes up. But, uh, yes, we do have a Patreon. We are going to be ramping that back up, so please, um, please check that out. Yeah, It'll definitely. Dude, the Patreons are nice. Like, uh, you know, you can put bonus content on there. If you ever have to edit anything, you can leave it, so, you know, unedited and throw it on there. Uh, you know, that's a secret about my Patreon is if I ever do edit anything, uh, I usually get pretty late, lazy on editing the Patreon. And I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to go through and re-edit this. I edited the audio. It's good enough. Um, I'm just putting it out there. So if there's anything I edited, go listen to the Patreon. You might get a little bonus material or something, you know. Do you have any bonus things in plan for like the Patreon? That's like been the one thing I've struggled the most with as far as making a Patreon. Like I always yes. feel like there needs to be something extra on there that's not anywhere else just for these yes. people. So my goal is to do one one extra episode a week. Um, and what something I like to do is we do the live streams, not every Saturday, but we try to do it every Saturday. And then we'll do a members-only segment. So if you subscribe to the Patreon, you'll get a post with a, with a link to a private – you know, semi-private uh, <laughs> um, live stream where it's the same guest that you just saw and we, you know, we go a little crazy or a little wilder. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, I guess that's the extra content. Extra content. Patreon. That's awesome. Dude, that's sweet. Uh, so you've got, you definitely, like, that's the other thing. When you hopped into the podcast game, you, you knew what you were doing. You were pretty much just like, I'm making artwork for everything. I'm taking all of the social medias I need. I'm doing all the stuff. I'm setting this up. I know the basic formulas I have to follow and you've just been perfecting it you know, for the last hundred episodes, which is uh, really awesome to see you coming around and doing all that. So uh, hats off to you, man. Two episodes a week. I, I don't know how you're going to be able to do it, but uh, you're, pull- you're, you're, pull- <laughs> <laughs> you're pulling it off. I'm having a hard time doing one a week, it seems like, some weeks. So, oh, yeah. man, it's, uh, that's wild, though. I, I'm really happy for you doing all this stuff. Happy for you with the uh, video that you produced that is also going to be in a contest. You'll have to let us know uh, online how that all turned out. Yes, hopefully, like within a month, that'll be. I mean, I because I, I, the contest is March thirty first. I would assume shortly after that, I'd be able to release it to the public. So nice, that'll be awesome. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Like, uh, I think I just I don't have too many more notes on on 
my podcast. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we pretty much ran out the clock. So I'm, uh, I, I, you know, thanks for having me. I, uh, yeah, I plugged all my stuff and, uh, this was a great fucking episode, man. Yeah, dude, this was great. This is definitely my most like even flow general conversational, uh, that's one of the things I like about being on your podcast and bringing you on mine. I, I feel like I do hang loose a little bit more when I'm around you. Um, yeah. You know, so it's a good episode, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. For, don't go away. Uh, thanks man for joining me. I appreciate it. See you guys. Yeah. Always fun to sit down and talk with Coleman. Uh, weird. You know, it's weird. We met online pretty much as uh, a lot of, I guess, I grew up in a time when people didn't meet online because there was no online. And uh, now you meet people online, you become friends with them. So it's pretty cool. Uh, he, he podcasts too. I, you know, when he first started his podcast, he'd bounce ideas off me. And he's been chipping away at it for 100 episodes. And now it's amazing. It's, it's, it's so much fun to watch uh, his podcast because, uh, you know, if people get into a heated debate about something, it's really fun to watch uh body movements and things like that you know and watch people do that so you guys got to check it out he has all sorts of people on there they talk about all sorts of things really uh from what i can tell there's not too much that's off limits uh like he said it's kind of a variety show so that's really really cool definitely worth checking out there's links down below for all of that uh as well as checking out his new album i've got a link down below to his spotify and uh, if you want to check it out anywhere else, go ahead and feel free. You can just search it for it. It's uh, super easy to find. The album is Enjoying My Time in Hell. Uh, that's where the promo pick came from this week. If anybody checked out the promo pick, uh, yes. So check out his podcast. Check out his new album. He's got a video recently that uh, was in a competition or is going to be in a competition. So that's going to be something really cool. I hope you guys... Uh, He'll, he'll probably talk about that probably on his podcast so it's definitely worth checking out his podcast if you want to see how that all shakes down that's a really cool thing for him uh hopefully the video production takes off for him maybe make some music videos for people and do all sorts of stuff like that and you know that's definitely a, a fun market to hop into i know there's a few people up in my area doing it there wouldn't hurt to have a few people down in that area doing it as well just busting them out so uh, it's really cool it's really cool i mean it's so crazy because he's he's doing all this work he's uh working going to school and doing podcast more more frequently than I am, and then also doing music on the side as you know, making making music, putting out an album, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, videographer on the side as well. I mean, it's just non-stop for this guy, and it's uh, really cool to have him out there just grinding away. So, hats off to him doing doing what he's doing, uh, reaching triple digits on the podcast. Congratulations! That's really really cool. Uh, so yeah, all of his links are down below, and uh, below his links are the Audible Farm links. If you guys want to check that out, audiblefarm.com for all the links. Uh, the Patreon has the episodes $1 a month, and they are video versions of the podcast. I think last week somebody messaged me and said I, I might have misspoke on that. But uh, yes, it's $1 a month for the Patreon, video versions of the podcast, the Audible versions uh, are going to be free. The audio is free, the video is $1 a month. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just 12 bucks a month. I mean, that's like one meal <laughs> anymore. Uh, just the way that all works out. Thanks, inflation. But yeah, so yeah, you just kind of bypass like one meal and uh, bam, there you go. Uh, Audible Farm for a whole year. It's easy as that. So uh, thank you everyone that is a patron uh, on the Patreon. Uh, the, I appreciate that. That kind of you know helps me out each and every month. Just kind of keep going for this and cover some of the the small costs that go along with having a podcast so i really appreciate that if you guys are looking for audible farm merch it's available available online audiblefarm 
audiblefarm.com has a link otherwise shop.audiblefarm.com will take you there there's also a link down below that'll take you there so check that out as well if you're interested in uh, finding some audible farm merch otherwise i think i promoted everything i need to promote i'm out of here all right we'll see you guys next week peace